beautiful black man in America. I'm already impressed. I will have my opinion heard. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I can't even get my fucking intro out, man. Titties. No, no. <laughs> The following content is recorded by the three, the only three niggas who won't be in the next Fast and Furious movie. Start the show. I mean, the only three niggas. Like... If you weren't watching closely enough, like everyone's in this shit. Rita Moreno is in is in Fast and Furious Ten, bro. You just have to say family more. <laughs> Apparently so. I really want to play like a like a, a substance game with that. Like however many times you hear the word family, your whole crew gotta take a shot at eat it. We'll all something. be dead. We'll all be dead Maybe. or 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 geeking out on some naked on someone's roof like an almost famous. <laughs> I, I think he said family at least seven times in that trailer. In that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that was a fat that was a three minute trailer. That was a lot of fucking explosions. It's a two hour movie. And they're breaking it into two parts. This is only part one. My head hurts from that. I am so sick of that shit. Here's how I'm sick of that shit. It's not <laughs> it's not really because of it's not really because because of Fast and Furious in particular. It's because I just heard that Attack on Titan, the final season. Yep, I was gonna say it's <laughs> getting broken up into two more parts. Yep. Hold, hold on, for those who are not Attack on Titan fans, I need you to understand that there were three regular seasons. Then for the fourth final season, they handed it to a new studio and said, "We're gonna do the final season." Oh, is that what? Happened? And then it came out and it was part one. Okay, okay, you're gonna divide it into two parts. Cool. Nope. Then it became part two. All right, so we're gonna get a third part. Part three is getting ready to be announced, and they're like, part three, part one. How? <laughs> How do you have a part one of a part three of a final season? We're not going to see it. The Walking Dead did it. The Walking Dead The Walking Dead was on its final episodes for, like, the whole pandemic. Yeah. Those last two seasons were completely And now. And now. Oh, no, I'm not even going to get on my tirade about how <laughs> I just learned that they're giving us another fucking Walking Dead show with just Daryl Dixon. No, no. Whose dick is Norman Reedus sucking? You got to find out where he went. Well, no, no. He, was, he wasn't in the original comic series anyway. I guarantee, so now, spoiler alert, they wherever he went, he went somewhere with zombies. <laughs> mm, did he, though? Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I'm your boy, Oz. Euphonic. I am your H-E-B value, Drake. The fluent one. That is not going away anytime soon, is it? No, it's not. All right. It's stuck. They're going to have to deal with it. Oh, boy. Uh, How are you gentlemen today? I'm still waking up, to be quite honest. I have my bowl of luscious grits. What what would you say your mental health level is one to ten each of you? I'm gonna go with like an eight point seven today. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's actually really good. You know, I'll I'll take a seven point five. Okay, I got, I got a lot of sleep last night, so it's yeah. good. All right, I'll, I'll go there. I'm I'm in between. I'm like a seven point five to an eight. Okay, nice. I'm I'm recovering from. Uh, the past week's 
fuckery at work. Um, the the transition back to, well, one the transition back to the workforce is one thing. That's not such a problem, but the transition to a more like clerical office type job is very different for someone who has never had a job that encouraged sitting. Uh, where I got to have office supplies, where I had a desk, um, where I had where I don't deal with customers as much. Um, so the only people to get on to get on your fucking nerves is each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, and I've already been right on the edge of losing this job, telling telling somebody that uh, I am not their fucking secretary under any circumstances. And he got an attitude with me because he was pay, so busy paying attention to me that somebody was somebody hit him with hit him in the arm with the door on the way out. Fat ass. I hope you. I hope it hit him in his smoking arm. I, Fuck him. I don't have a smoking arm. He must. He, I, I have str- a drinking arm, and he, uh, I am ambidextrous. He has a smoking arm, and it's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. He beats off with that arm. <laughs> This motherfucker kills. This motherfucker kills a pack a day, boy. I tell you, I don't know how the fuck he's getting any work done. Talking about uh, talking about he's our well, he's our top seller, and how? Hey, you know how is it a is it, it is it a no is it a is it, is is he in a smoking section kiosk? What the fuck? Every time I see him, he's on the way to the parking lot to kill another one because he's got to celebrate the win. You know what I'm saying? Like you like, hey, you know, as it good for you as it was for me. Take, Take a drag, smoke, smoking one, just pouring one out for his, for his uh, dead homies and his dead brain cells and his type two diabetes. Oh, um, damn! Shout out to the oh new God. listeners. <laughs> shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Especially after that little tirade. Heard about it on Twitter. <laughs> yep, they heard about it on Twitter. Probably from Lala, um, uh, being upset at. Our la- at her last appearance, or not her last appearance, her most recent appearance on the podcast. Um, she's still a little upset about me uh, talking about the Cowboys. She almost kicked. She almost kicked me out of her house. It's okay. I understand. It's cool. Um, shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, the last times. Uh, shout out to my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, um, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Uh, shout out to my niggas on Patreon. This is nope. That's not the one. Why. That's not the <laughs> one. That's not the one. You forget. You forgot to hit them pads earlier. I did. That's why I test them. When I test that segment, oh, shout out to my man. niggas on Patreon. Uh, salute to y'all. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the contributions. Thanks for the money. The um, kind of episode. Some of y'all sent me. Um, Thank yous. Uh, you just got your merch. You just got your patron exclusive merch. Um, you're welcome. There will be more patron exclusive merch to come. Hey. Um, uh, special shout out. Well, special shout out RIP um, to a nigga that I, uh, to a nigga that uh, I go way back with. Um, a nigga that was one of the people that was at my very first feature. Um, a nigga who has my who had my deepest respect. 
shout out to uh uh rest in power to uh fat dude man um we love you we miss you already <sighs> man that i'm just i can't even i can't even get a little speech out about it man uh we love you we miss you dog um prayers out to your family dog. prayers out to the family and friends uh everybody who was affected by your by your uh by your life um, and everybody that is that you left behind that was affected in your passing, um, I, I mean your trouble's over, bro. But we got we got it from here, man. Um, thank you for the memories, really. Uh, wow. Uh, and that 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 hurt because all three of us here knew that nigga. Oh yeah. Um, and 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 for anyone who never met Fat Dude, he was a wonderful wonderful member of the artistic community here in Houston. Um, always bright spirit, always Every, encouraging all the time that he was, he was kind of like that older uncle type that would also mm. wheel you in, you know, and be like, all right, yeah, yeah, no, hold on. Yeah. Let me talk to you real <laughs> quick. Hold on, let me talk yeah. to you real quick. <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> you know, he, he, he'd check you when you needed to, but he would also encourage you, you know, he would play the drums and, 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 and have various like, uh, Integrations with other artists, he was always out supporting. So every time I think of loss, every time I think of Fat Dude, and we're not going to stay here because we don't want to. We're, we're not getting super sad. Certainly not on Black History Month. Um, but my favorite memory of Fat Dude of all time, there was a time when after when after every show, after and really anything anything me and the crew were doing, we were trying to figure out where we were going to go eat. And most of the time, it, it because it was central to where we all lived, except maybe Amanda, we'd end up at uh, uh, off of uh, off of six ten. Denny's. No, or not Chacho's. Denny's. Chacho's. 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 Yeah. We'd end up at oh, Chacho's. Yeah, one, yeah. And so we'd end up on the patio, and we'd be playing our music outside, whatever. And Fat Dude would just randomly turn on like Prodigy or some like. Early early two thousands EDM shit, and he would just get up and just start rave dancing in front of us and God and the universe, and did not give a fuck. <laughs> People are just bringing us our margaritas, and this nigga is just going for it, just straight Jersey Shore going in, <laughs> and he never failed to just have us crying. Crying, laughing, and that was who Fat Dude was, man. He could make he could make a joyous moment out of any occasion, mm-hmm. and I mean, he will definitely be missed, man. That so rest in peace, my nigga. Um, uh, here to give flowers, giving flowers while people are here. Um, flowers this week go to uh, my. Black Nerd Problems colleague, Mr. Morgan Hampton. Uh, hit him with the air horn. Morgan, who was uh, a part of the Milestone Initiative when Milestone Comics came back and they wanted to um, basically uh, mentor and bring young, hungry writers into the game. Uh, Morgan has come a long way, and he will now be writing the new... Uh, the new cyborg comic coming soon. Uh, hey. Coming, I believe, next month. So yeah. Hey. 
And Shout out to him for that. That's such a big deal to me, man, because I and I've heard it before, and I have heard it on social media before. Well, I'm just wondering when Oz is going to get the call. Let me let me give you let me give you a little spoiler alert on that. He's not. Here's why. <laughs> he's not, and he's not looking for it. Here's why. Really? <laughs> not at all. If the, so, like, if one of the Snyders reached out to you and like, hey man, come write for us, where you could still be gritty and be yourself. Here's so. Here's the thing. If if I'm offered a to develop a, an exist, if I'm offered to develop a story of of my own choosing or or an original character or something like that, maybe. But I don't have the level of hubris to write. You could I, bring me in to write Superman or something. No, I don't have the level of hubris it takes. Really? For that, I could not. I could not. I I can't have the world on my shoulders that way because any of these characters, I always tell people, any of these characters that you are chosen to write, you have to understand what the fandom looks like because it's never, like in my mind, you bring me back to write, it it could be just anything, like the shadow or some shit. Green Arrow. At worst, it's it, it's like just do, write your story because at worst you've ruined the shadow, and Hollywood will come back around, or the comic world will come back around, and they'll try again in five years. The fandom doesn't look at it that way. You get out there and write a Superman story that they don't like, you've ruined Superman forever, and they will never let you forget it. Not a day in your not a day in your fucking life. Fam, Brandon Roth, Brandon Roth recovered, and well, mm. and found success in a different character. Arguably, 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 there are there are exceptions. I will give it that. I there are exceptions because, like Dan Harmon and Rick and Morty, he's just accepted that that's his relationship with the fandom. That when he's not that when Rick and Morty is in the off season. He could say anything. He could say anything like he he could he could say something. He could say something like uh, prison reform or uh, stop killing stop killing black people in the streets, and they just say, "Shut up, you fat fuck! Get back to work on Rick and Morty." He tries so hard to be a human being. <laughs> he does to be a human being. Oh my God, no, seriously. Just anything he's doing that's not Rick and Morty related, they hate him for it. Yeah. Shut up, you fat fuck! Get back to work on Rick and Morty. And I could not take being the guy, whether or not I'm happy with the the story or not, who ruined Superman or who ruined Daredevil. But see, I don't think you would, though. I don't think I would either. But you don't know the fandom. Well, so to that point, I was going to ask you, do you know enough about your homeboy's writing? Do you think he'd write Cyborg as he's been written in the last five years where he's got that edge to him? I think that he's going to – I think that there's room within that character – and I think there's I think there's room since we saw what that character's capable of in Snyder's Justice League. Um and I think there's room enough that and I think he is young and progressive enough that I think he's gonna write a multidimensional character. Or that he is writing a multidimensional character that can kind of exist outside of the confines that we've known the character previously over the years um, that I think I, in my opinion has always been kind of limited. Okay. Um, There are exceptions, of course, shout out to David Walker. Um, 
some more God tier behavior out of the character then. Maybe, but also more humanity. And just more, like, the problem that I always had with Cyborg growing up, not even growing up, that that basically we started the discourse in Black Nerd Problems with, was that, for example, you have Luke Cage. Luke Cage, in the 2000s, Brian Michael Bendis made that such a a multi-dimensional character that he had levels to him. And that, like, I remember this great scene where Luke Cage, this is when they're doing the whole Civil War thing, where Luke Cage is in a, a, a convenience store that's being robbed and he completely ignores he completely ignores the thief to ask the, the desk clerk, hey, what's the difference between 1% and 2%? I'm really embarrassed that I'm a grown man. I don't know these things. And he looks over and the guy's got a gun. He just kind of sl- he just kind of backhands him one time. And he's like, so <laughs> how does whole milk work? <laughs> and I always thought that was just a funny quirk that Luke Cage doesn't know the difference between milks or the idea that Luke or Luke Cage being a father or Luke Cage um, and how he relates to, you know, later on his wife. And now apparently Luke Cage is mayor of New York or something, but these little quirks that make a character and that make you relate to a character and make you laugh at a character and not just wait for the explosions and that kind of thing. Basically what Robert Downey Jr. did with Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. I can't say any of those things about Cyborg. Not until recently. He's really sad about his face. That was his character for a very long time, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think it, it, I, that's an insensitive way to put it, and and I, you know, I'm. It's an oversimplification, but I think bringing in young talent, young talent of color, to make the, no disrespect to Marv, Marv Wolfman, to re, better relate to these characters is what we need now, and to, and to better see to better sear them into the collective consciousness. Okay. So I think I I think he could kill it, man. I do. Um, good luck to you then, sir. Good luck to him. I'm. I mean, you know, arguably, I'm trying to do the same thing with, <laughs> with the fucking last dragon. So, um, clearly, one of us has had more success so far than the other. Um, but shout out to him, man. No, seriously, shout out to him. Um, no, I love the. I love what I'm doing with the last dragon. But shout out to Morgan Hampton, man. Um, come a long way, man. Uh. I'm proud of you. I'm proud to have, I'm proud to have been able to call you a colleague. Uh, hopefully, we're all moving up in our own ways. Uh, hit that man with the air horns. Uh, on to humans ain't shit, y'all. The beehive has to fucking chill, relax. There are. Beyonce was at the Grammys. That could be a headline right now. Is it or is it an expectation? I I don't think it's an expectation. Beyonce, I, I mean, Beyonce's probably been at the Grammys before, but it wasn't an attraction for real. And so it was such a big deal. It was a big deal to the point where a, an, a, an award that had nothing to do with her, somebody had to say, Trevor Noah had to be like, look, she's on the way, guys. She's, she's in traffic. <laughs> We're in Los Angeles. Y'all know what it is. She's in traffic. 
She's coming. Um, that had to be announced at an award show. <laughs> That's wild to me. More power to you, Queen. <laughs> not only that, <laughs> not only that, the dream, they dragged the dream from making a joke because he was accepting an award on her behalf that uh, for one of those songs I believe he worked on and was like, she running late, she's in traffic, y'all know niggas is on CP time. Yeah. And they dragged the fuck out of him. Oh, wait, who? The dream. Everyone. The dream. No, they dragged, dragged everyone. Her. Everyone. They they ate his ass. Twitter ate his ass alive. Really? Who the fuck do you think you are talking so disrespectful about the queen mother? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you say, you don't say Beyonce and nigga in the same sentence? The fuck is the matter with you? How dare you lash this mother t- motherfucker 10 times in the, in, in the city square? <laughs> I give him 10 lashes. <laughs> I shit you not, bro. And then. One for lemonade. And then. <laughs> right? And then. Trevor Noah um, personally went over to her to acknowledge her and give her the award that she had just won. I forgot which award it is, but it was her 31st award, making her the most Grammy-winning human being ever in something. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, it was an honest mistake. He said, ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce Knowles. And they got on his ass for not saying Beyonce Knowles Carter. The hive is so fucking weird. Five minutes ago, in any other facet of life, y'all don't even like Jay-Z. <laughs> I swear to God, the beehive is insane. Five minutes ago, y'all don't even like, y'all don't even like Jay-Z. Every time Jay-Z is somewhere with her, they they really act like he is like he is the best friend fucking, up, fucking it up, scaring the hoes away. I mean, it's not about him, though. It's about her decision to be with him, and thus Trevor's lack of respect and acknowledging her decision to be with him. Look, if it had been the whole five, follow the crazy. <laughs> yeah, follow, follow, you gotta the, follow crazy. the crazy. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta do a better job of following the crazy. I don't follow the crazy, crazy bro. I, 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 I need another shot. That's the name of this. That's the name of this podcast. Follow the follow crazy. crazy, man. Uh, because most of the time. Oh, like when like when she went on tour with him, they were like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is he doing up there? What the fuck is he doing on vacation with her? She what the fuck always need you around her? What She's the f- her own person?" She referred to him not long ago. She referred to there. This is because this is making the rounds again. She referred to him as her husband, as beautiful, as a beautiful black man, and they dragged her. For acknowledging anything positive about him. Oh, oh, why she gotta be so pick me? Why she gotta act like that about that nigga? Why she oh well, you can't be empowering these women and then talk and then talk positive about your husband. Oh my god, you fam. I wanna be a beautiful wh- man married to Beyonce. We all do. <laughs> fam. I'd rather Rihanna. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, I agreed. Our habits are ag- agreed. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with him. Nah, I'm with him. We we definitely have a diff, a very different time. Um, but like, my thing is one. I thought it was amazing that she called Jay Z beautiful. 
Because for the longest, and this is my and this is just my little old opinion, is that for the longest, Hove has gotten has gotten the blues being referred to as ugly, being referred to as uh, as just wholly unattractive. When to me, I think we have to reevaluate these things. I think because I think when people say that, they what they really mean is that. He has Afrocentric features like his nose, like it, uh, like his eyes, and that a lot of times when people in the public sphere get referred to as ugly, standing next to someone who, as attractive as she is, and and, and, and I mean no disrespect in this, who is beautiful by a lot of Euro Eurocentric standards in terms of hair and skin and maybe lighter of skin. I think when we call these people ugly, we're, a lot of times they're just saying that they don't fall into that, that yeah. they fall into a lot of Afrocentric features. This is how I feel about Whoopi Goldberg. This is how I feel about Leslie Jones. We talked about this before. Um, and that Leslie Jones got really clowned in an era where, honestly, she should be doing the kind of sh- the kind of work that Whoopi Goldberg was doing. I still disagree. And she'd be cleaning up. I'm telling. We'll get back to it, but I'm. We, t- but we could. We and we could chop it up. But I feel that way. What? No, no. You find and you find considering it. Watch, watch me, watch me. Uh, no. Now I want to get too deep in the weeds here because because <laughs> I because I am talking about how crazy the fucking hive is. But watch this. Watch, watch what I do here. Take any take any comedic thing that Whoopi Goldberg did to come up. I'm talking about to come up. I'm doing that right now, bro. Put Leslie Jones. Tell me Leslie Jones couldn't couldn't play that. Jumping Jack tell Flash. Me, I don't know. Tell First me Leslie Jones act, couldn't. I don't know. Tell me Leslie Jones couldn't be the 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 spirit medium and ghost. I I give you that one. I give you that one. But like I'm, I'm just saying no, these like, pivotal roles. Think about this. Jumping Jack Flash. I, I don't think she'd be okay in that. I don't think she'd be okay in the first. I do. I, what was the one? Where oh she was God, that's the coach? main one. She'd be exact. I could, I could see her in Sister. Act. Leslie Jones would be exactly Sister Mary Clarence, bro. What? Stop. Exactly Sister Stop. Mary Clarence. Stop. She'd probably be a little it, louder it, with it, but that's exactly that's exactly be, the kind of role. And I'm, not even, and I'm not even saying necessarily that she like would kill it. Different. And wait, I'm not even saying I'm not even talking about necessarily whether or not she would kill it. Okay. I'm talking about what Hollywood like. The what kind of would have allowed her the kind it? of box that Hollywood would want oh, to put her totally. in. Oh, then totally, totally, yeah, totally. Okay, I'm sorry, I was looking at that question all wrong. Totally. Right? Yeah, totally. No, they definitely would have put her in those roles. And you know, even with and, and and Fluid's thing was always, well, what about the sister in Star Trek? We only recognize Whoopi Goldberg as the sister in Star Trek because her her body of work and her career allowed her to get to that status of wise elder. And I'm not gonna lie, her role in Star Trek was. Very, very different from any of the any of the characters that she was playing Correct. earlier in that era. Correct. That, that was my point of bringing yeah. it up. Was like, you but know, Leslie Guinan, Jones has that too. Guinan Leslie is Jones so different. Leslie jo- Leslie Jones being hosting the Daily Show was different. Just that Leslie Jones hosting the Daily Show was different from anything else she had done. Now I do kind of hope she gets that. I, she I like had her week. They're 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 switching them I know, out. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. I, I, I do want hope, her to come. I hope back. she comes back. I like, I, she killed I that. Yeah. I watched it. She bodied that shit. Yeah. Um, she bodied it. Dio Hughley bodied it. That's another one. He's too much of a contrarian for that show. He, he jumps into that conservative bag sometimes, and I just don't know. Yeah, and he'd be hotepping a little bit too. Yeah. Um. I, I like, so I was surprised they went and got him. I, I like where his. Let me rephrase this. I like where his heart seems to come from. 
even if I don't agree. He with doesn't him. always express it right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily always agree yeah. with him. Yeah, but a lot of times I can see the intention, what his intention is, or what background, et cetera, he's he's coming right. from when he goes into certain topics. Right. And it's like, okay, you know, generally, it, like you you have people who we'll get to later just should shut the fuck up. But yeah. um, he's one of those people who's like, okay, you know what? I can I can disagree with right. you and civilly still and you. still appreciate. Yeah. And circling back around to Beyonce and the and the hive and everything. Mm-hmm. So the big drama so the big drama all week was that Beyonce did not once again did not win album of the year. And such a shame. Such a shame. Okay, fine. If you thought now and granted, I'm not even saying and I get it. Because to a lot of people, that was album of the year, and that, and that, the the fans are still jamming that shit cover to cover. There are people having Beyonce parties where they just play that album front to back. That's the party. There's also other people who listen I to that album. I bullshit you not, bro. Went, uh, why? Why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Be- that album. That is, there was a lot of people who said, "Why are we doing?" There this? are so, I and mean, they there were are, Beyonce fans, and they said, "I'm going to go back." To you have, album. but you have that with every album. You have that with Lemonade. And I thought Lemonade was brilliant. Okay. Um, but as far as just as far as the cultural impact, and what makes it worse is that now allegedly, I don't know this for a fact. Allegedly, there are people. Anonymously, um, on social on social medias, people that represent um, the Academy that votes on the Grammys, saying that her not winning Album of the Year, them not voting for her, has nothing to do with the content. It has nothing to do with her talent. We all know she's talented. We don't do that shit. And again, I don't. We don't know this is true, because she's too popular. Because she's too popular, the hive is fucking nuts, and it just and it just it creates an expectation um, that we can't sub- sustain carrying going forward. And we don't want the Grammys to turn into the Beyonce show seven years in a row. Do you know why Beyonce doesn't that? drop an album seven years in a row? You know why I could believe that though. In the wake of the Snyderverse, before it got actually released, yeah, his fans were literally, literally oh, yeah. sending death threats to WB CEOs and uh, producers yeah. and other people that were about to take up uh, new content behind this universe that he built. And we're just talking about like a, a smaller, more nuanced population of, of, of nerds, right? You extrapolate that by the billions of people yeah, that walk on you know believe she can walk on water. I can mm-hmm. totally see them being concerned. I saw it in the music video. She can. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see a couple of people out of her camp just you know worrying the asses of people that work for the academy. I mean, and whether or not that's true for me personally is almost irrelevant. I just can't get behind y'all. It's and and again, I mean no disrespect to the hive, and everybody knows that I. That I am, I'm not. I'll, I'll say I'm an entry level member of the Hive because I've 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 developed an appreciation over the past like I'll say over the past ten years maybe. I've definitely appreciated. Uh, I've appre- I've learned an appreciation for her content. Shame, right? Shame. Not nearly long enough. <laughs> um, but I yeah I like Lemonade, the self titled, um. And now Renaissance, 
Um, it, before that, I think my favorite album was probably B-Day. But I've developed a, 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 a new appreciation just for her, I think for her cultural impact as well as the music. So I mean no disrespect, but y'all want, this woman has won 31 Grammys. More than anybody else of her peers, more than anyone else of her generation. And y'all want me to be mad because she didn't win 32? It's the specific one. You sound like a disapproving black father. Now she has to make a new album just so she can get a Grammy for it. She was ready to retire. They Tom brady her. Dad, I got an A on my test. Wasn't an A+, plus, wasn't. Yeah. Try that shit again. No, no. This is, I got an A on my test. Well, what subject was it? P.E.? Well, what about math? Try it again. Try that Try shit again. again. Try it again. Try it again, son. <laughs> that's that's really what it. It's not like oh, well, just, he I, got he got five out of six A's. If I showed up, Beyonce <laughs> was nominated for like seven Grammys and came home with like five. She missed the one. I that would matters. be crying from happiness. No, I'm, I'm I'm joking. It's not that anyone. <laughs> matters less but i get that there are certain things that are elusive right sure you have the fact that she's been nominated in the specific category leo's i think oscar. what four or five times right mm-hmm. and so yeah just like leo's oscar right like to the point where we almost thought that the person who played leo in a biopic was going to get the oscar before leo so <laughs> and, he, and, and here's the thing and here's the other thing that, that that's crazy to me Watch Blue Ivy get the album of the year. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. She's going to get album of the year the same year that he wins an Oscar. Oh, that's cool. You heard it here first. So here's what fucks me up. And this is what fucks me up. There are two things that really fuck me up about how everything around Beyonce was received that night. When you look at it, it was a real black ass night for us. Man, I'll get to that, but yeah, continue. Sucking all the air out of the room because Beyonce didn't win Grammy 32 that night. Took all the oxygen out of the room so nobody was talking about the fact that Viola Davis won EGOT status. She finally got EGOT status. Okay. Because she she won uh, for uh, uh, Best Narration, wasn't it? Because she she narrated her own book. Yes. So she got the... And I just want to jump in on that. She got the um, um, Grammy there, but they took that that category and they actually split it out. Where now that spoken word has a spoken word poetry section, because previously poets were getting grouped under the audible book. Okay, okay. And so that's how uh, Michelle Obama got her Grammy. Yeah. Right and et cetera. Typically, it goes to the audiobook. So Viola Davis got her Grammy on the spoken word side, but then Jay Ivy, who helped the Academy set up the category in the first place, got the Grammy for spoken word poetry. Nice. Shout out to Jay Vi- Jay Ivy, man. Long fucking overdue. Right. Yeah, fucking right. Fucking right. Um, and took all the oxygen out of the room for that because. Viola Davis is like the third black woman ever to get EGOT status. Um, And we couldn't be happy for her because of all this around how disrespected Beyonce was. 
You just can't convince me that someone that came away with five Grammys was snubbed or disrespected. You can't. Oh, they sat her in the front. They sat her in the front and played in her face. They, they couldn't take the camera off of her. She was the most popular person there. They were never going to be able to take the camera off of her. If Beyonce was in traffic <laughs> and they found her with a traffic cam, they would have gone live to the traffic cam <laughs> while the awards were going on. Beyonce is And nobody would have given away. a fuck about Harry Styles, bro. Like, it, and also, Harry Styles winning album of the year, I don't listen to that motherfucker. But I understand that there are people that have cultural impact outside of us. Are there they? are. He's the dude from One Direction. I don't know what that means, but I, I appreciate that we have different Harry Styles. Like, your locks are looking nice, and, you know, your beard is looking nice. Sir, you've got sir. I've got sir. my fro going. Sir. You know what I'm saying? We sir. all have good Harry Styles. Sir, here. focus. Focus. I'm just trying to the write. The artist. My, I just want to write focus. my own watermelon sugar. I, right? Yeah. And just be set for life. Yeah. yeah. But like Chris so, so I can spit on the back of Chris Pine's head. So Chris Brown <laughs> <laughs> So Chris Brown. I'll put it this way. Chris Brown found out that Robert Glasper won um for uh, an R and B category that Chris Brown was also nominated in. Which Chris uh, Brown should not have been nominated uh, for that mid ass album. And he lost it on social media and said, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? And I've never seen someone so fast to display their ignorance. And we all dragged him for it because Robert Glasper is, a, is an artist, a composer um, of a caliber that Chris Brown just cannot conceive. Sorry. Yeah. And, and this is somebody who likes some of Chris Brown's bops, but he's not Robert Glasper and he never will be. Having said that, we all dragged him because it was like, just because your your vision of good art is limited, and it is not lost on me that it's limited to him, doesn't mean that other artists are not valid outside of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Harry Styles fan to be honest. I, I've I've listened to two of his songs, so I don't know for so I don't know for sure, but. I'm not so blind to the cultural impact he has with them that him winning is completely invalid. And so y'all drag Chris Brown for being so narrow visioned on who he thinks should win, which is him. And then y'all did the same shit. That's crazy to me. We ne- we don't keep the same energy about anything. I, and, I, and we don't have to stay here, and that's maybe longer than I want to talk about the fucking hive, but y'all just have to fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> y'all really just... Do y'all smoke weed? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't disrespect him. Smoke like one, bro. I'm just saying, smoke one. Have Sorry. a drink for me. Have a drink Take, with do me. Do a shot. Don't relax. That, don't, don't put that kind of pressure on Mary, man. Beyonce's gonna be fine. I'm telling you, she's going to be okay. Did I don't anybody know. even ask if she was upset about this? I think she is. Do you? I think she is. Uh. I, no, and 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 again, it's one of those. It's it's one of those like uh, capstone type awards of the type of awards, right? Sure. Like think like movies, best picture, right? Okay, well you you got the Oscar for best. Uh, uh, costume design and and best this and best that, but then you miss out on the best picture, and it's like, well, damn. And then you do it again, and again, 
And again, then it gets a little, you know, it's it's a little oh, frustrating. Sure. At that and sure, point, there's right? prob- and, and there's probably some shit up. Like I I I don't completely discredit and, what and, the rumors are saying, and the fact that like she really did kind of go more experimental. Like so, it's and from a creator standpoint, if I'm like, all right, I know I'm at this caliber, and I even played by your rules on this particular album, and you still snub me, yeah, bet. That's fair. Bet. That's fair. And I know the LGBT people were very, they were very upset because they, they <clears throat> that album was to them considered a tribute to that community on some levels because it was of a different, uh, it was of a different style that they tend to gravitate to. Hmm. So I respect that too. I just, I, I think it was a little dramatic. Uh, and it's, it's just another case of these motherfuckers need to calm the fuck down. Um, song of the week. Tell me to calm the fuck down. You calm the fuck down. <laughs> calm the fuck down. I'm ready to calm the fuck down. Focus, focus. Please, huh? please. Huh? Song of the week. Cheese. Nope. Titties. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you, got to, you got to relax. You've got to relax. We are only in the first leg of the show. <laughs> Sometimes the show is a marathon. You just got to pace yourself, bro. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, song of the week, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. And, hey. some, <clears throat> and some of your playlists are trash. Fuck that holiday. Not y'all's, but some of, your, Tuesday. some of your playlists out there are trash. And um, that's why I'm here to help. Uh, good slow jam from Rennie. Uh, featuring Wale, mm. um, so I Randall's not here, so I'm going to take any, so say. I'm going to take any opportunity to play Wale <laughs> humanly possible. <laughs> oh my God, man, I I I miss Randall and his Wale and his Wale slander. It's like if you were going and he played something with J Cole. Oh, uh. <laughs> see. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, I got you, Randall. I got you, bro. Don't worry. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Oh, oh well. Um, this is Rennie featuring Wale. Red lights. Um, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're gonna have a good podcast. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
Trust women is the thug in me. Tell a best woman not to really fuck with me. Just lust for me. Just mess with me. Just touch me and leave. Don't talk to me. I get lost in the moment I be going to public. So close to the game, gave wall a bucket. Gave bail a oop for my little boop. Bell air in the fridge, got the wheel to do it. Got a real, real low profile. Go yard mask, no, I still don't smile. Do it for the bad boy, do it for a block. Red lights on, but it still won't stop. Uh, Lights. Shout out to music will make you feel something. Fam, that is, I'm, I'm telling you, um, y'all gonna listen to me about my mixes. Oh my God, see, 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 of course Euphonic has a, okay, I'm not even going there, I'm not even going there. Mind your business. <laughs> hey, look at my business. God I'm gonna comment it. on this. No, no, mind your business. <laughs> Ignore the business that I just put in your vase, but understand no. that this is how I start my like that episode, like that episode of Venture Brothers with that fake Galactus. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if you like that, we will add that to the opinions while black feature featured music playlist, which I have to update. Sorry, y'all. Um, which is featured on Spotify, Apple, and now Tidal for the ten of you that still have Tidal. Um. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Add that to your playlist, bro. Some of y'all have trash playlists. Some of y'all have pathetic, sad playlists. Y'all need some help. Damn. Go to the Opinions While Black Feature Music playlist. I guarantee you, there's 12 hours of music. I guarantee you're going to find a slow jam that uh, that will get the vibe, that will keep maintain the vibe. Maybe I guarantee. Down to Amy Winehouse. See, Amy Winehouse, I could almost understand. These niggas have, like, Jaheim on their shit, fam. Ain't nobody. Well, because there's that one song. There's the. Uh... Sir. Please tell me you don't have. You're not really just rocking Jaheim on your playlist, dog. And then and then, and then, then there's the one where he's got the braids in the music video. No, nah, dog. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not putting a. I'm not putting a playlist, a slow jam playlist together featuring anybody that still has straight backs, fool. If you still got them prison braids, it's not going in my is is not going in my my playlist. It's not. It's not. Wait, which one is Jaheem again? Jaheem is the nigga with the is the nigga with the prison braids. That nigga drive didn't didn't it wasn't that didn't that nigga start driving Uber? Pause. Jesus, <laughs> sir, 
Oh, I'm just saying that nigga drive Uber, bro. <laughs> Y'all didn't see that shit. <laughs> Don't be like that. So, uh, all right, it's just me. Fine. What's on the rundown? Uh, we didn't. Oh yeah, we didn't get to talk about this in full before we got cut off last week. Um, now he was the dude that did the song with uh. See, see, you don't, you can't even figure it out. You can't even figure it out. Um, um, no. So, uh, I did want to get to a segment that I got cut off in mid stride last week when we tried to we tried to record and we had some technical difficulties. Please don't um, kick the cord. Yeah, right. In apology, in apology to Lala. <laughs> um. In our last episode, Lala got a little upset because I had some choice words about the Dallas Cowboys and they didn't appreciate it. And um, it's just the truth, though. I well, look, we know they're losers. Next year is going to be Dallas's year. No, they're gonna hold that same eight and eight. They won. They Dallas, won like they Dallas won like. Dallas is gonna win the Super Bowl the same year Beyonce wins album of the year, <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio gets his Oscar. You heard it here first. I'm sure they're gonna win the Super Bowl. They're gonna wreck that fancy football, dog. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. they gonna they gonna they gonna show up that fancy football club wrecking. Yeah. Um, other than that, sitting at the house with the rest of us, holding that eight and eight that they're so proud of for thirty years. Um, this is gonna be a part of my ongoing segment uh, to commemorate the it, well, my recurring segment to in to celebrate the end of the season. <laughs> what was that? Uh, to celebrate the end of the season, which is called Fuck the Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott's girlfriend left him. She didn't leave him. She was intercepted. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's good every time you hear it. It's good every time. (laughs) Every time you say it, it's good. I just think it's sad. I just think it's sad because it's fucked up that when you such a, when you're so when things are so bad and you're so down bad as a black football player as a black athlete in America that the white women start drying up. Why you gotta say it like that? Well, you know how like when you go to Hawaii, right, and you get off the airplane, they hand you a lei and say aloha. When you enter professional sports, uh, Stephen A. Smith is there to grant to is there to give you hand you your white woman and say welcome. It's true. It, y'all didn't hear about this? It, as, it's a ritual. As, as the great orators once said, what happens to a Super Bowl deferred? Do your white women dry up <laughs> like a raisin dry, like in the sun? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's what he said, right? I'm just saying, when when the white women have abandoned you, you know you've lost your superpowers as a, as a, as a black athlete. I hate both of you. <laughs> It's like it's like when you cut it's like when you cut Samson's hair off. It's true. It's, what? Don't look at me like that. It's true. So Dak Prescott has lost all of his superpowers now. Uh, it's just a bunch of blonde hair on the floor, um, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> not a bunch of blonde hair on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They took his white woman away. They tried to now. Now, granted, they tried to make up for it. They tried to give. They tried to give him a, a replacement, but it was Khloe Kardashian, so they that wasn't going to happen. 
Don't nobody want OJ's daughter? That's not true. That shit if, it ain't. If I had enough talent that I could allow it to be usurped, I would be okay. But that man's already talentless. Can't date a succubus and oh, be talentless. Did y'all hear? Did y'all hear what? Did y'all hear OJ respond to uh, the the rumors that Chloe is 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 his offspring? I mean, he basically said I was fucking better bitches than Chris. Huh? Oh God! Wow! Why? Why? Why is he still talking? Exactly. With respect to the dead, uh, his wife. I've seen his wife. That says otherwise. (laughs) I'm just gonna say it. I'm just going to say it. Back in the 70s, you didn't have to be nothing but blonde and white to pull niggas. I had, it, must, that, it must have been the case. The, I'm, the only, I'm convinced the only black dude that was pulling quality white women was Quincy Jones. Because every time I've seen one of these dudes from the 70s or the 60s pulling white women, they are always gaunt-faced as fuck. I, I am at a loss for words at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we are not going there. Talking about they pulling white woman, they pull up to the spot with Diane Keaton. Get the fuck out of my face, dog. I don't, I don't even remember what people looked like from back then. I'm just saying, people man. People on Quaaludes. Is it? You know what? Is it? You stupid. You stupid. You are stupid. You. You are stupid. <laughs> I don't know how we got here either. <laughs> I do. I, I was, do. I tried to. I tried to. I tried to steer it this Is way. It, and I'll just. I'll say this, and I'll leave it. And I'll leave it here. Is it wrong? <laughs> so I saw. So I saw an old cover of Jet magazine, right? And it had OJ. That I guess he was in a movie with a white woman, and they were all hugged up because it was. I guess it was kind of a romance thing. Is it wrong that part of me wanted to like warn her? <laughs> you felt afraid for her, didn't you? <laughs> no. Was it like across the shoulder? I hug? did. I did. You were concerned for her yeah. life, weren't you? Because he had that look in his eyes, like Michael Jackson at the Not end of Thriller. Run, run, get away, bitch! Run. Now, don't you see? Some of these niggas. Every time I see them, like every time I see OJ out and about, even it just it, it, you know, there's just because he's always on social media now for some reason. I don't know why they let OJ have a Twitter. Hey dog, have you what's that character in Rick and Morty that was like the 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 one Rick was selling guns to? He's like, oh, here I go killing again. <laughs> Every time I see OJ <laughs> in public and he's just got like that walk and he's walking towards someone that's dumb enough to walk towards him. I like <laughs> someone that scene, who's dumb enough to walk towards him. The that funny scene just like plays in my head. The funniest, uh, the most unintentional funny thing I've ever seen, I've ever seen OJ say is that when he's out in public, to this day. He looks. He's he looks over his shoulder because he's in public, and anybody and anybody there could possibly be the killer. He said that. That's that's, that's so meta. That is meta as fuck, that's bro. That's a very creative admission of guilt. Someone who's is someone who is right. Like, did he see a mirror? Does he see re- reflections? reflections? Is I he mean, looking in the blade. I mean, let's be. But let's be real. When this nigga says he's still looking for the killer. What he means is he's working on his his golf swing. That is that is him looking for the killer. He is looking for the killer like Dick Cheney was looking for weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> this is your future, Dak Prescott. He's looking for the killer like Dick Cheney was looking for that foul. 
<laughs> Protect your neck. <laughs> oh shit! Y'all forgot about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that that and somehow that concludes this this week's segment of uh, fuck the cowboys. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. <laughs> that is what we were talking Damn. about. They, they've taken away Dak Prescott's white woman. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. I'm sure there's an available Kardashian. I'm sure of it. Um, moving forward, uh, what do we have here? Uh, let's see. Don't really. Uh, don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. Damn. <laughs> uh, I mean. It, some of this shit is just it feels obligatory like there are some things that happen that i go out of my way to avoid just because it feels obligatory and i don't want to be the eighth pot the the 80th podcast to be picking on low low hanging fruit we can make our own low hanging fruit to pick from like that like Dak prescott and his white women see wait okay so i'll ask not low hanging fruit question then uh fluent what can you tell us about uh, there was a report that came out earlier uh, last week that was saying that there was like some discharge off the sun. There was a discharge off the sun. Yeah. Uh, oh no, we're not getting nerdy. Um, sorry, I don't know anything about the sun's uh, venereal diseases. God damn it! What ran right into it. That it has. Ran right into it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your fault. I tried to. I, I tried to stop it. Too. You did. That's I fine. did. I tried that's to fine. stop you. Um, I tried. Oh well, you some crater on low hanging fruit. Well, some 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 yeah. positive stuff. Missy Elliott and Tribe Called Quest were both nominated for uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey. Long overdue, long long overdue. Um, shout to uh, shout to Tribe, uh, rest in peace, Fife. Um, I'm sure uh, Q Tip will be more than happy to show up and take up all the oxygen in the room uh, and all the attention in memory of Fife Dog. Um, and Bustin' Rhymes will show up for some reason. So, um, very happy, very long overdue for them. Uh, I, I want, I, I wanted to talk about the fact that The Root wrote an article based on Tribe uh, being nominated, and they called it "Why White People Love Tribe Called Quest." Mm. Can we not center white people on Black History Month? Can we not mm. do that? I'm sure it's a well-intentioned article that I didn't even bother to read, to be honest with you, because the because the 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 headline put me off so bad. But can we not do that? Can we not do the stuff white people like thing during Black History Month? I swear, since the root lost all their good writers, they have no shame. You know, actually, I feel like we should take this as a trend and be like top ten reasons why white people. Like, and then pick something random. Like, see, Malcolm I don't want. See, I don't want. <laughs> see, I don't even want to do the stuff white people like joke. Because then eventually it's going to circle around to me making jokes about common. Oh. Wait, what? How? How did we get here? Because comments like because comments like top three stuff white people like. Yeah, he he's, he? he he's like black people mayonnaise, bro. It's true. They spread him on any sandwich. I and this, did not and this know is, that white people even like common. What? Ever since the like Coca Cola poet, bro, he's like, been on Sesame commercials, bro. Bro, he's been on Sesame Street like ten times. With the thing, and you pop the top, and but he's like the original Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, but 
Yeah, no. I used to yeah. love her was a long time ago, bro. That was a long time ago. And this is coming from somebody who's a common fan. I Finding Forever and B are just, just still wonderful to me. I don't know. It's just weird because it's like I work with white people, but I don't know what they like in oh, real dude, life. No, like seriously. So, I know too really much about what shit, they bro. like. Same. Really in our shit, bro. Yeah. Really? Man. Yeah. My whole career in retail was a lifelong study of white people. Seriously. And their whiteness and the different levels of it. And it changes by socioeconomic status. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, no, that app. Uh, yeah, I, this is going to be my first book. Can, White people and I socioeconomic consider, status? I consider myself like a, like, a, like a Jane Goodall in the making for like. <laughs> Can I get a chapter in that book? Absolutely. I will help you curate that story, bro. Yeah. I, oh white God. people. Yeah. yeah. White people are fascinating. There's things that just fascinate me about white people. You know, you know what you want to do when you really want to set a white person off? Don't it's a it's a white man an old white man don't laugh at their jokes. Oh, they will circle back. They will call back to that joke and tell you do. So fucking offended. They will call back to that joke and so tell you. So fucking do. offended. Oh god, so fucking I'll, I'll tell that story during white people must be stopped maybe. You got you got to title the book No Natural Predators though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Salute to salute to D Randall. Um yeah, cuz they have no natural predators. They have nothing. That's why they don't fear Mike Tyson. And they should. And they should. Current age, Mike Tyson. Salute to, well, maybe he'll get it. He, I, I really want him to get one of the Paul brothers. Um, Grammys. Uh, who won, uh, despite uh, the Beyonce drama, who uh, won a Grammy? Uh, Lizzo, Lizzo won a Grammy. Kendrick won a couple Grammys. Uh, I actually, I did enjoy Miss Morale. Um Money long. The uh, I was surprised by this one. The I forgot about the hours and hours, uh, song that just basically like wore itself out in the course of two months. Oh no, no! Just shout let it out play to TikTok, hours hours. sir, sir. You're gonna land one. You're gonna land one. <laughs> <laughs> Promise, you're gonna land one, bro. Um, uh, let's see, Kendrick. Oh, yeah, Kendrick did want something for a heart part five. Okay, and it. Wasn't the best heart song, but okay. Uh, Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. I see a Lizzo. I see Encanto, of course. Uh, Dave Chappelle won for the closer. Hey, uh, I I didn't finish the closer. I, what? Dave Chappelle has just put me off. In the past two years, Dave Chappelle has completely put me off. It's his obsession with the with the trans people, man. It is. It's annoying. It's getting annoying, and he's turning into the crotch of the old man. And I don't want black the black version of Louis Black. I want Dave Chappelle. It's it's not that though, right? Like, so as someone who really appreciates the way Chappelle puts a joke together, it it's not even so much that it's them. It's just the the almost like skyrocketing levels of 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 accomplishment with with a lot of the that that see me where I am meet me where I am that they've kind of had in comparison to what we as black people have still struggle to do with like a lot of our everyday rights you know it, and he uses that juxtaposition in his comedy and that's a lot of his focal point I think we get caught up on the population that he's talking about like honestly I would challenge him to try it with like another 
group in another like marginalized group. You no, know, like if he did it, with, you could do it with the Chinese people. You could do it with. You probably won't do it with Jews, but you could. He won't. He you won't. Could, you could do it with Native Americans. There, you could do that, and it would still land the way he he right. tells these jokes. So it. So I just think that he does it with them right now because they're they're the hot button issue. And they are meeting with a lot of success in, you know. So what that comes across as, and not to not to minimize your point, because I think there's validity there, but. We're probably still going to agree, but go ahead. It's the laser focus <laughs> mm-hmm. that from, a, from an outward perception and having the response that you're having, having the response that people are having to it makes it seem like you're just being strong and wrong and old and crotchety. And not being open to what people are, the conversation that people are trying to bring you into. Because I think more and more the idea is, it, I think for him it's, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing what I'm actually saying. But in that criticism, you can't criticize a marginalized group and then go, you're not listening to me. When you're criticizing a marginalized group, you also have to consider why they are however they are. That's why I was very I was very careful with my criticism of the hive because I understand the, the reason the hive exists in the first place. And I understand the need for people like the hive and when other artists have a hive. Because and it's usually black women because black women historically have not had a hive. Having said that, I feel like Dave is missing the other part where he where they where they open the circle and say, no, come here, hear a little bit about our, our actual experience and maybe be enlightened a little bit. And if that so inspires you to, you know, tweak your perspective a little bit, cool. And I think he's missing that part because he's going so hard. <laughs> and not only is he going hard, people that maybe don't have those good intentions like Netflix, were helping him because the bag, because they were because because they paid they, they paid so they paid him so much uh, for that Netflix deal. They told them gay people suck a dick. No, fuck that, fuck out of here. If you don't like it, quit. And they turned into a, and and they turned into a bum ass job that tells you if you don't if you don't like the bigotry, quit. Or if you feel like it, or if you have anything constructive to say, or if you, oh, you, oh, you want to, you want a suggestion box? We're going to leave that suggestion box at the bus stop. That's exactly what Netflix did. And it didn't make his point and it didn't do anything to help his point. And I think the other, and I think people, again, especially with social media, people who don't have those good intentions kind of tainted the conversation and he didn't do anything to stop it. It's just like it's just like Kevin Samuels isn't as bad as the followers are. Kevin Samuels was bad. The followers <laughs> were unconscionable. <laughs> the con- the followers surpassed Rick and Morty fans, Star Wars fans, whatever all the fandoms they think are terrible. Go forth the Samuelites. The Samuelites are the worst. And he did nothing to dissuade them. And I think that's the problem is that when is that sometimes you have good intentions, but when the people behind you don't and they get too much of that microphone, it's on and popping. That's fair. 
That's why I'm always careful what I say about the what I say about the women cuz I know there's a nigga waiting in the wings to go, "Yeah, fuck them bitches." That's what I said. Bruh, <laughs> bruh, you scaring the hoes. You are. You are. Yeah, but fuck that dude though. <laughs> and the equivalent of that person would still be Mr. Chappelle's point. But fair enough. Fair to what you're saying though. Um and of course, Robert Glasper won an award for Black Radio Two, uh, Black Radio Three, uh, which was terrific. Uh, actually, yeah, it's Houston stand up, <laughs> HSPVA in this bitch. <laughs> uh, what else? What else happened? Uh, most of the, most of the shit that took place at the Grammys, I don't give a shit about for real. Outside of the Beyonce drama, like they, they Sam Smith came out, and I, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. I. It was for Valentine's Day. Sam Smith came out very, very LGBT and was wearing some, like, satanic type shit. Y'all, the conservatives got to shut the fuck up. Because he's, one, he's riffing off the same shit Lil Nas X did a couple years ago with those shoes. Two, for so long, y'all have, y'all have judged those people. They are just embracing the same the uh, the same concepts of hell that y'all want to put them in so bad. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Lil Nas X did to troll you, and that's what Sam Smith is doing to troll you. Um, I'm happy that he's happy. I liked it better when he was just a sad uh, just a sad little white boy with glasses singing "Stay with Me," but he's not singing to my demographic anymore. I, I like that song. I, I I enjoyed that song too. I did uh, I that that whole album. That album was a slap, front to back. I liked it when he was there. This I'm not the demographic he's talking to, so I don't really have a place of love or hate for what he's doing for what he's doing now. I salute him, and I'm happy that he's happy. That's it. Um, LeBron broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. That was that was pretty nice. Um, nice little fadeaway. I want to know what he said when he hugged him. You know he said something. Like, I, like if I'm Kareem, I'll probably whisper in his ear, don't get cocky, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still come for you. Lebr- well, I don't know. said, I'm going to suit up again. Watch. <laughs> Kareem is, event- is, a, is immensely intellectual, and I, it was probably better than that. Um, he's, he's, a, he's actually a professor, I believe. Um, uh an uh, in, in award-winning author, I believe. I think so. But yeah, he's he's he has occupied his time uh, by doing things other than shitting on people of his generation. Looking at you, Michael Jordan. How'd you beat me to it that much? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I, I I do think that now that we're have now that we're back to having the is LeBron the or a goat? Um, the goat. You think he's the goat? Who's still ahead of him? I I I don't have a horse in that race for real. The, but the, the the running joke is always Michael Jordan. And what category? Because he's six of six in championships in terms of when he went to the finals. What is Braun at? Like four so seven. Like four. No four eight. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
And then there are people that judge it like, oh, well, you know, Jordan stayed on one stayed on one team and LeBron went to this team and that team and all that shit. LeBron I think people have to start thinking of GOATs generationally. There are people that look at Kobe in a way that I will never look at Kobe. There are people that look at Jordan in a way that there are people that look at Wilt Chamberlain in a way that they'll never be able to look at Jordan. There are people that look at Larry Bird, whoever it is, in ways that they'll never be able to look at the people that came after them. And LeBron is a LeBron is a goat in a very different way than Jordan was. We're, I I really think ten years from now we're going to be wondering what the fuck everybody was arguing about in terms of, in terms of whether or not LeBron is a goat. You mean the nigga that was bigger and stronger and faster than everybody on the court for fifty for fifteen of the twenty years he was playing? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Because he's not Outside, And even now, out, even now, he's playing some of the best basketball in his life, but the team bad. Which takes me to the question I was going to ask. So if he picks up two more championships, like, can we settle the MJ being in front of him? No. That's the trap. The, so the, so the, the, the reason is, like I said, it wasn't just that Michael got to six. It said he was six of six. Every time he went, he won. Uh Right. Yeah. The net, that's not, that's Des, not, despite getting swept in the in 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 the playoffs by Shaq, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 not keeping my man Oz's point in mind then for those fans then because the team that was around Jordan all six of those sixes, if you if you'd have replaced one or two of any of those players, he'd have been in the same the same boat as LeBron. Mm. Shit. One or two? I don't know. That was a solid. That was a solid team, bro. Like was, I don't remember them. Quite, I mean, they were hard. I don't remember. Like, who's the white boy? Um, Kerr. Oh yeah, the coach of All the right. Warriors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Reflect on that team, and I'm not yeah. saying that the bench wasn't deep. I'm not saying that the team wasn't dope. But like, if you were to remove a couple of those key players, man. Okay, Jordan yeah. would have the lift on Jordan would have been equally as hard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you move some, the thing is, like LeBron has done a lot more with a lot less. Agreed. Like also true. Also like true. Was, like when he was playing with the Cavs, and you oh basically had. <laughs> oh my god! Looking at you, Kevin Love. <laughs> That's all oh, he no. had. <laughs> Not Kevin no, Love. Ke- look, Kevin Love was about as much as he had, other yeah, than Kyrie. Yeah, okay, when he was healthy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you, Kevin Love. Kyrie and Kevin Love. That, that was it. <laughs> who, who else was really doing That's anything true. on that team? That's true. <laughs> and, he, and, and let me tell you, That's true. for every, every team LeBron's been on, yes, he's had, some, he's had some player players. He's also had some dunces. Looking at you, J.R. Smith. (laughs) Man, I remember it was uh, uh, after that one game talking about, uh, look, it doesn't matter how bad your day is, at least you are not J.R. Smith. Bro. Bro. (laughs) That man dribbled out. Dribbled out the top. And, you know, even even in Miami. Yeah, he had D-Wade. Yeah, arguably he had Chris Bosh. He also had Mario Chalmers. I'm just saying, like for 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 everybody that was wrecking, he also had some fucking dunces that he had to carry. So he had he had to put a lot on his back, and he's had to put a lot on his back across two or three teams. 
Andy's getting older. Andy's getting older. At most, Jordan had to carry. Jordan had to carry the days when Rodman was high, but when Rodman was sober, he was fucking wrecking. Shit. Uh, apparently, if you believe the uh, the documentary, he was wrecking when he was high. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for. Um, no, nah, no, nah, like now nah, equivalent. Yeah. You talking about having to carry when when someone's broken or not? Look at AD. Like AD is out half the season every year. Yeah, every year. For the sake of the Lakers fans that are listeners, I'm I'm not gonna give all my feelings on Anthony Davis. <laughs> um, at least the Lakers aren't like the Cowboys. They win every now and then. Uh, they come they've back been around. Kinda, they've been kind of cowboy like here and there. Okay. But they won two years ago. They won in the bubble. It doesn't matter. It's still a win. It's true. Are we counting the bubble win? Yeah. Cow- okay, fair enough. All right, I'll Cow- go with it. Cowboys don't even get to the finals anymore. I would say Cowboys wish they had a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play in a bubble. <laughs> Cowboys wish they had a fucking bubble. Just don't steal the ball. <laughs> Just play with each other. Just a fucking scrimmage. <laughs> Fuck them niggas. Don't, don't intercept me. <laughs> right. Um... Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out there and leave it there. Actually, we're gonna take a break and be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Sober Conversation with maybe the least sober team in podcasting today. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> pour up, <laughs> clap, white people. I always second guess my taxes. I always second guess my work. Like that. If I got good taxes, I know next year that I would have good taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and there lies his real problem. And that is the problem. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and we're actually we're we're hydrating today. Um. Oh man, you finally can flew in the building. Um. <laughs> It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. I actually have a I actually have a real life encounter. Um, the other day I was saw at one work. in the wild. I saw one in the wild. Uh, the other day I was at work, and I one of the things I have to get used to is having to stay alert all the time, like because I'm sitting down a lot of time. Having to stay alert, having to stay awake. So, you know, one of the things that you learn during the pandemic is you get up. Yeah, you know, it may be every hour or so you've been working. Get up and get up and walk around a little bit, stretch. Um, it's not uncommon. There's another guy who gets up and he takes a lap around the parking lot. Um, since it's all private property, it's not weird. Um, and so you really have free reign of the property um within reason um you know there's a gazebo there's park benches whatever but it was cold enough that i knew i wasn't you know it was gonna wake me i wasn't gonna fall asleep out there in 40 degree weather and windy and shit and so i'm just standing out there stretching getting some air and one of our one of our clients is who was waiting on his parts because our door is like it's like a garage bay door that we can lift up when it's cool. And so and so he comes and so he comes over to me and goes, uh, 
I, I don't recognize you. How long have you been here? Uh, I was like, uh, I think we're looking at week five. And he's like, oh, okay, so you're new. I thought you were I, – I thought I recognized you that you were in another department and maybe moved over here. Well, it's good to know you. My name's Doug because, of course, it is. Uh, and for you and, and for you, they're wondering, in keeping with the segment, yes, he was. <laughs> um, because the only black person whose name is Doug is Doug Christie. <laughs> and so he goes, well, it's good. Well, it, he's like, well, it's good to see you working. I thought maybe he knew me from somewhere. He's getting very familiar. White people, and old white men talk to you very close. Mm-hmm. They get oh, yeah. very close. You already knew how close he was. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes, uh, well, it's good to you. You could see that cold breath just blowing on right. your face while he was talking. And and he was like, you know, it's, you know, it's good to see you working, and it's good to see you, uh, you know, out in the world and everything, because, you know, um, the government wants people like you to be on, to, to be on the, to be, a, to have your hand out to them, because we live in a welfare nation, and, and he started going on some real political shit, but mm. all I was stuck at was <laughs> what constitutes as you people. <laughs> I didn't know this was something that white people were still saying. Shit. I didn't know that this was something that, I mean, in terms of polite conversation, and I, I use quote fingers with polite conversation. Oh, man. Um, Remember, you one of the good boys. What yeah. is on this nigga's mind? And then he goes a little further and tells me what's on his mind. Oh, because, God. <laughs> because you know, this is a welfare nation. We are in a welfare nation. We are a third world country. China's coming. They're coming. And I said, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and I just said anything at that point. I go, um, I mean, we're America. I think we'll, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back. We're coming. We're coming back. He goes, <laughs> um, we don't even have a military anymore. You're letting these women, you're letting these women in the military, the mil- Marines are supposed to be the toughest people on earth. They're supposed to be the toughest people on earth. Who's got time to be sensitive? They're coming, I tell you. They're coming. China is on the way. China is on the way right now. They're, they're, they're in everything you do. And this is the same time when there's a random like China. There's a, there's I was a Chinese ask, is spy this, balloon. <laughs> he saw the spy balloon. I was like, oh, okay, this is the <laughs> balloon thing. I see, I see. Um, and let me tell you, it's all because of Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. And anytime white people in my in my mind start talking about Sleepy Joe, I know for a fact yeah. who they voted for. Yeah. And Sleepy I'm Joe. Sleepy Joe's I knew a for a fact the... who we voted for when he said you people <laughs> and the welfare state. Bruh. And, he, and he, you know, Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe's still sleep, still asleep. They should have shot him in his sleep. Oh. Oh, I'm so um, I'm gonna uh Go back in and get my jacket. I hope uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check on your order. It's good talking to you, sons. Good talking to y'all. And what creeped me out even further was that once I got, but once I got back inside and uh, my colleague was helping him, um, he goes, uh, she goes, "Hi, are you being helped?" And he's like, "Oh, they're getting no, no, they're getting my part." And what fucks you up is that he's so polite and agreeable and and sweet to everybody. 
only to have this shit on his mind. And so he's just sitting there, oh, no, no, I leave that to you. I leave that to you guys. You guys are the professionals. Whatever you tell me is the best course of action. And then he looks at me and points at me and goes, he knows what I'm talking about. Sir. Anytime <laughs> white people, one of the things I've learned about white people in office or more clerical settings. He let you in a door. Is that they're trying is that they they want to pull you into what's going on with them. And they always say the same thing. My man here knows what's going on. Because he let you inside. Oh no. You do. Oh no. You you do. <laughs> You're up there now. You're the zeitgeist. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was I waiting you. for you to tell me how'd you know my name. I have approved <laughs> something. Well, no, he he introduced me, and I, and I was polite. I didn't know what because I didn't know what was going on at first. I knew he was a customer. Yeah. He just said, "Well, my name's Doug." I was like, "Oh, Oz, it's a pleasure to meet you." Because yeah. uh, because it, let me tell you something at this place, because it's private property, you don't have rand. It's not like retail. You have randos showing up or anything. If they're there, they're there for a reason. I've realized that it is such a contained space for them to ha- have so much land. You don't know who the fuck you're talking to. I just learned that for the past two weeks, you know, because I, I go eat lunch in what they call the White House, which is the main building with all the salesmen and shit and accounting. And so from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, there are just certain people that take their break. And I have learned that for the past two weeks, I have been low-key having lunch with the man whose name is on the sign, whose name is on the sign, and whose name is on the sign of the property across the freeway, and the sign on the property across the freeway down the street. Salute. I'm terrified. <laughs> Don't be terrified. Well, because it, because it was weird. Because, it, you know, he, he, he just randomly asked me my name, and he goes, Oh, I oh I don't know you. What, uh, what's your name? Oz. And he goes, oh, I'm Eric. It's nice to meet you. Well, pleasure to meet you, man. Take care. And I just because they know I'm the guy there that doesn't talk to anybody. I just read my book and eat my lunch. And so I you just cultivate went, that mystery. And so I just <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's reading. <laughs> And I just went back to reading my book and just eating my lunch. He speaks and so well. he goes, My name is he's like, Well, I'm Eric, take care. He's definitely and one of the good ones. He walked out. And the black lady that was sitting there watching the news, they have cable television in the break room. Uh that was sitting there watching the news, she taps me on the shoulder and looks over and goes, That's Eric so and so. The name on the sign. I go, really? Huh. And I didn't give much away to her. And I just went back to reading my book. But in my head, I was like, because that guy says hi to me everywhere. Yeah, start talking to him more. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I see. Oh, I know. I know the game now. I'm seeing an undercover boss. He is that guy that wants to, <laughs> that wants to be able to say he knows the name of everybody that works under him. Hey, fuck that. Start talking to him. <laughs> if you remember Undercover Boss, let's get to the end of the episode, bro. 
<laughs> and when he asks you how many people want to go to Disneyland with you, <laughs> remember the crew. <laughs> remember, correct, correct, correct. We're gonna be on that yacht. <laughs> we are gonna is gonna be a is gonna be the wildest episode of Entourage you ever saw in your life. I almost want to call that lady a hater for even telling you. That. <laughs> <laughs> Why even put me in my head like that? <laughs> now I can't relax around this motherfucker. No, that's. I mean, he sees me a mile away. Hey, Oz. Yeah. Oh, cool, what's up? Oh, what's up, Eric? And. Now and now she's like, oh yeah, that was Eric so and so. The fuck? <laughs> no one warned me until now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so white people are an odd, odd creature. And I know this is gonna be a very interesting chapter uh in my in my thesis study. <laughs> um also we're, we're excited for it. Exactly. Speaking of odd white people, happy to trade notes. Logan Paul is being sued. Uh, for what looks like a fraudulent NFT game. Uh, but first of all, who's buying something? First of all, who's buying anything? Because Logan Paul told him to. That That's part. let's talk. <laughs> let, let's start there. There's, there um, look, there's a lot of people who are caught up in his success. I, so I just learned that Logan Paul apparently. I don't know if it's Logan or Jake actually. One of them is like a Disney Channel person, or was formerly a Disney Channel person. With that steroid jaw? I, I, <sighs> wow, Disney don't give a fuck no more, bro. Okay. Wrong people, man. I don't know. So um, basically, he's been developing a app game uh, with in-game currency that's basically NFTs. And the game is not ready and the game is not released, but he has been pre-selling the in-game currency. Um, much like they do with like battle passes for Call of Duty or whatever, um, and the game is not ready. Now we see that developers who have jumped ship and people that have worked closely to the project that have jumped ship are basically like, "Bruh, he just taking the people money. That game ain't never gonna be ready." And so people that have invested in, and so people that have invested in this game in terms of uh, funding. People that have invested in this game in terms of pre-sales um, are suing him, as they should. Um, I've always thought those those people that just make a million dollars off of the celebrities that make a million dollars off of fucking app games is weird. Who's just buying a Kim Kardashian app game? The Kim Kardashian game was pretty fun. What did you do in the game, Fluent? Oh, I didn't, but I watched people play it. <laughs> they, they were having fun. They, they, would, they, they would, like, hitting a whole bunch of buttons. They were, and they doing were punching the, things. the shit they, out of it. They was focused. And I was just like, okay, like, you really, you really getting in. And it wasn't, like, just, like, a one-time curiosity thing. Right. Like, it was, like, for a while. like Candy crushing it, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was on that, she was on that Kim Kardashian game. Like, it was, okay. it, it was the best thing since sliced bread and iPhones. And also, not for nothing, I just... Not to not to be an I told you so guy, oh. but this also circles back around to our ongoing segment of NFT of crypto is a fucking scam. That part. <laughs> yeah, and NFTs are definitely pretty scammy, bro. I knew crypto was a fucking. I knew crypto and Bitcoin was a fucking scam a decade ago when they told me the Winklevoss twins were in on it. When they told me the Winklevoss twins were investing heavily in crypto, the niggas from Social Network, yeah, 
that told me all I needed to know right there. And then it, it only more scammy people got involved with it. Everyone scammy in sports entertainment is involved with crypto. My only thing with this particular story, though, is why would I buy in-game NFTs before a game was ready? That Everything about that seems wrong. So I'm not 100% confident on this, but what I think it is is that you buy the NFTs, and they are NFTs, but in the, if you, uh, you can apply them in the context of the game as well, and the currency works differently. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm buying in-game money for a game I can't use. That I can't use right now. Even if I'm buying it as an NFT, it's for a product that's not released yet, which means it's a shitty NFT. It's kind of like Kickstart. A little bit, I guess. I, I see what you're saying. I'm going to buy a tier of the Kickstart in the hopes that you eventually build the product. And, and it's not far and from... And then I get some type of uh, return on that. Right. And the satisfaction that I... Hope to the grassroots movement from the ground up. And it's not far from what we do in Call of Duty in terms of um, if you pre-order the game, you're promised to get these clothes for your guy, you're promised to get these Call of Duty points that you can apply to the battle pass or whatever. It's yeah. close to that, except, yeah, it's a scam and you're never going to play it if you were never going to play Call of Duty. You're correct. Um, hey, man, I love you. <laughs> and I was 20 minutes late today. <laughs> no, pre-ordering shit. That's why I said, I do not give money for things I cannot put in my hand. What? No. Oh, no. shit. You never pre-ordered a game what, before? What? No. No, I need that shit live. I need active. I need the first three reviews out. No, fuck. Oh no. yeah, you, oh yeah, because you you do watch re- a lot of reviews. That would have saved a lot. Uh, and to be fair, had I seen what Cyberpunk looked like on launch, I probably would not have pre-ordered and bought it right away. Um, I but that, then again, that was when I that was when the pan they were just handing out pandemic money and nobody was giving a fuck. I got you. I got um, you. Well. Some of y'all lost those pandy bucks. <laughs> yeah. Logan got those bucks. Uh, 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 it's not pandy bucks. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. You know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> pandy bucks is the name of this episode. Because <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself, Euphonic, Fluent, the <laughs> girls, anybody you hear on this podcast, please send that shit to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log into log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find um, more ways to listen to us, more information about Houston's most savage podcast, ways to buy merch, and of course ways to become a patron um, for bonus content, Discord access, uh, patron-exclusive merch, and more. We will be back with the last leg that includes um, the top three uh, the top three STFUs and probably your listener letters. You are listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. And I mean that shit. Most Savage. 
any any podcast in Houston is welcome to challenge the assertion. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it still works though. <laughs> and, we, and we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are hydrated, but I think something in these niggas' water. Because um, these niggas are wildin'. Pedialyte. I, you know what? I used to make fun of people. I used to make fun of people about Pedialyte. But Pedialyte comes through in the clutch. Man, you know Alka-Seltzer got a hangover variant now? Really? Word? Does it work? I'm going to try it out. I'll let you know. All right. We'll, we'll see how I feel on Monday when I go to work. That's fair. I feel like Pedialyte is alcohol for babies. <laughs> you ever see how geeked babies are after they drink some Pedialyte? They be wildin'. Like, I know they just extra hydrated, but man, they be, <laughs> be wildin' their asses off, man. What the fuck is wrong with you, dog? <laughs> Oh shit! How did we get here? My <laughs> God! Oh my God! Oh, Some man. of the oh man, I I I love this shit. I do. I love this fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> I, did you just say alcohol for babies? I'm just saying, man. Next time you're around some kids, like some babies, and they getting their PD life fix for the day, like just pay attention to how geek they are moments after. It's like you gave that one uncle gin, I, and then he's just well, gone at the at the family reunion for the rest of the evening. I don't think I'm around babies that long. All right, well, I'm definitely not. Whatever, I'm I'm there I'm there around them long enough to uh, oh well this baby's not fun anymore. It's time to take <laughs> him back. Oh, the birth control works. I got you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this baby's not fun. Shout anymore. out to the birth control. Y'all got it. <laughs> Shout out to the condoms. Oh man, thank you for thank y'all for being. Uh, People who still believe in condoms, because not everybody does. It's a wild. It, I'm learning. It's a weird world out there. I mean, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, man, Cyberpunk. That shit is like we're we're footsteps away from that. If you want to wake up and be a half tortoise person, we're we're a couple of decades away from that. I believe. Fair enough. It's time for your listener letters. Austin um, Dynamics. So I did so I did a stupid thing and I told people to write in with their uh val- since Valentine's Day is coming up. Ooh. I told people to write in with not necessarily Valentine's Day related thing but you Dumb know holiday. more relationship, love, sex, shit. You know some people got massacred on that day. You're just really just trying to take the mood to another place. <laughs> I'll be quiet. I listen to these letters. <laughs> So these people talk about love and fucking and whatnot. <laughs> you finally says he likes Scorpios. He he's here for the oh, procreation. Shit. David Santiago wants to know what's one skill you've improved the mo- the most in bed. What? What's what? Oh, what? I I got one. Wait, I got one. wait, he's got more. The past few years have seen me go from eating pussy well, oh my God, That's why. to being A1 amazing at it, and also with physical touch during foreplay, <laughs> learning to slow it down and stretch every moment of sensation. Nice. 
we work on a comic together. This is the most I have ever known about anybody I've worked on a comic with. <laughs> right here in this question. Right here. Um, it's also weird because allegedly, and I don't want to know which one, and I don't want to know the answer to the question. Apparently, we, uh, apparently we have some overlap in our in our history. So I don't know. Um, the skill I most improved on, and it sounds corny, is probably communication. Um, in terms of uh, being in, in terms, I mean, in terms of you know what they what you like, in terms of what you like, in terms of you know it, you know is this good? It, it, there there should be some communication during intercourse. It's true. It's true. How to answer this question? You're gonna answer next. No, it's true. So so here's the thing. The reason why I made the face is not that I have a problem with Oz's answer. Is that it's very similar to mine. I learned how to talk recently. Uh, you know, for for many years, I was just that silent guy. You knew it was good if I stopped breathing. You know, just kind of oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stop. That was that was about it. That was about it. That's all you got out of me. But lately, I have learned how to, you know, exercise my vocal muscles. Uh, you find it. <laughs> you find it. I was reading weird books as a twelve-year-old, so I have a different answer. Um, I think we read the same books. Perhaps. I, I don't know. I would say intentionality, like um, erogenous zones, are not the only places you can touch. Their stimulation is a, a wonderfully complex word, mm-hmm. and um, just your level of intentionality tends to open up a lot of doors that you otherwise would not have opened. So. Well, that's good. I, okay. I, can, I can agree with that's, that. I can, I can fuck with that. All right. All right. Um, what else do we have here? I like an itinerary that helps with the intentionality. Um, you know, I've tried that before. I feel like most women like a lot of, of spontaneity now, though. Oh, you know, you don't tell them. That the integrity oh, exists. In it's in your head. Oh, okay, okay. And then it feels spontaneous. Okay. Might Arner, feel that. Arner C. Elizabeth Turner wants to know what's the kinkiest thing you've done in your life so far. That's why we had to get after wait, dark going. Wait, 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 wait. So I don't know what counts as kinky yeah you do no because here's the problem i have <laughs> you've <laughs> seen him see 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 he's about to make me tell all them but i'm trying <laughs> I mean, this it's a lot of things are just standard practice so i'll be wondering like what is actually count as kinky for some people hey man you know because like that's is there a scene of it in one of them 50 shades movie I, 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 that doesn't I, count I, that's a lot of people's day to day. No, it wasn't before that movie though. No, it wasn't before, before that book, it wasn't before the book too. Like you know, and I think, well, especially like within the black community, right? There's been a lot of change in terms of how we communicate and explore kink, right? Agree. And so with the, that's that white people shit. Mindset starting to move a bit more. I got you. you. Start to see that some of the things you kind of do in private are not necessarily 
the individual one-off situations as much as you might think they are. There's yeah. a lot more okay, okay, all right. other people doing some of the same things. And to answer the question, to, to go back to the question being asked, <laughs> you're upsetting me because you're, you're making me do this, which inherently is kind of putting anyone out there that understands what I'm about to say. So, like, when we talk about rope bunnies or we talk about oh my God. pets or we talk about, yeah. you know, Master and slave, we talk about shit like that, like those levels of kink, sir. What is your jam? We know what she's asking. What's your jam, and what's what's the thing you've done? That's what 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 is it, sir? What did she say? Kinkiest thing you've done in your life so far? Yeah, like what extreme did you take that level to? That's what's being asked here. And to that, I'd say that's why we need after dark. I'm not. I'll say that is that we do need after. Yeah, dark. That's, so that's, and you already yeah, did the yeah. quiz. I was gonna tell you to go. Are and you see, kidding me? That's yeah, the so, quiz. This is the quiz you use. It's, I know what the I know what it is. I want to know how you brought it up so quickly because it's, it's in my favorite. It's in my favorites it's album. A favorite. I took a screenshot of the quiz. So for those who don't know, <laughs> since we're talking about King, uh, there is a common test. It's not necessarily the best test, but it's a nice, good conversation it's a starter. One. Yeah. Um, you go to BDM, bdsmtest.org and from there you fill out the little information, and it kind of gives you a reflection of, based off of different scenarios, how much do you align towards these different groups, et cetera, in terms of what you might be willing to explore, even if you haven't done it. And so for me, my top item. Which no, is no, 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 we're not going through all the results. We're not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to the okay. kinkiest okay. thing. Okay, all right. Based off of my top, I'm going to say the kinkiest thing probably would have been um, sex with four people at once. Oh, boy. All right. That is an answer. That is an answer. Um, I guess. <laughs> uh, Masha's a little mid. Uh, well, it's not, I don't know. It wasn't mid at the time. Come on, you funny. I've What's definitely, I've definitely been intimate with two women in in the movie theater parking lot. In That's the probably, movie theater parking lot. Yeah, it was okay. it was weird. Okay. I, that sounds fun. It was fun at the time. Uh, I I look back on it like. What the fuck happened? How did we get there? And uh, how do we get back there? Because <laughs> that was, that was, it was just so random. It was because it was an ex of mine who had basically switched teams. Basically, like, she was pretty much a failure with men. She was a fucking pimp with women. Oh, wow. And basically, she, basically, every toxic thing that had ever been done to her. Oh, no. She weaponized that on them, oh, no. so she was the one holding these women, holding these women by their belt loop and shit in public, like they in prison. And she would hit me, and she hit me up one time and was like, Do you, "And it was like, you know, you want to go to movies with me and this chick?" I said, "Sure," and I didn't know that they were going together. I, I they were definitely holding hands in the front seat, and we saw the movie. I don't even remember what movie we saw. And we were going back to her truck. She drove this. Uh, she drove this big, like, suburban. And they were, and they were, they had been walking ahead of me, and they were talking. And sure enough, she got in the she got in the uh, passenger seat, and my ex just started putting the moves on her, and. Uh, looked at me and looked at me like, what the fuck are you waiting for? 
So I knew why I got I got called out to this event. <laughs> and I knew my position. So I played it. And we didn't talk about and we didn't talk about it at all. And we didn't talk about it. There was no words that needed to be exchanged. She took old girl home. She took old girl home, took a little long uh, walking her back to her apartment. And uh, I shut the fuck up and didn't mention it no more. And just said, um, uh, what y'all talking about this weekend? That was it. That was really it. Hey, that, that works for me. Yeah. I, I, how about you, you know. father? You have a... Keep coming back to me. Yeah, you got a rope bunny story? Jesus. Uh, I mean, I, I I struggle with answering this question, right? Like, this is a first. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> because there's so many to choose from. Shut up. Also true. No, 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 and no, and no. <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> He didn't say it wasn't true. He said that's not why. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, this is why we need to get after this dark is started. Exactly why we need to get after dark started. Uh all right. So I'll answer like Payne did, right? You need um, a category to pick from? No. <laughs> I actually have my categories memorized, but if I'm going out of my top three. Um, that didn't redeem you at all, by the way. I just want you to know. Shut up. Uh, if I'm going out of my top three, then control is my jam. Okay. So okay. the kinkiest thing for me to do would be to relinquish say control. Gotcha. Um, so I allowed myself to be handcuffed once. And I mean, uh, not having control is not my jam. It was, it was interesting. I mean, the other person definitely performed at a high quality, but I ended up breaking the handcuffs because yeah, not having control is just not my jam. So oh, that's that's yeah. that's definitely understandable. Yeah. Like uh, power dynamics and power shifts uh, can be interesting, and then especially like when you are with a partner who doesn't normally get those yeah. power exchanges, yeah. um, seeing how they respond to that or uh, become almost a new person within the realm of that. So if you if you haven't tried before. Try it, you know, with your partner. Establish your rules first. Make sure that you're clear on your boundaries, um, what your expectations are. Feel free to explore, Google, do mm. things, and say, hey, this is something I want to do that's different. And even if it's something you've never done again after, you'll have some fun. Definitely start with that quiz, though, because under the different tenets of kink, it'll give you some excerpts and explanations as to what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. And the way the questions are curated, by the end, they give you, like, a broad breakdown of why you vacillate between some of the sections you will. Okay. It, it, it's, it, it, to his point, it's a great conversation starter. All right. Okay. We, I, I think we did that. That's a pretty good job. Um, Any other I'm not Valentine's doing, questions? I'm not doing this one. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm not doing this one. Out of curiosity, what is it? I'm not, we don't have to answer. I'm just curious. She was, he was like, I would say, I would say, don't do it. But for Val, I get for Valentine. It's for Valentine's Day, so it's kind of fitting. Who eats first, the man or the kids? I'm not doing that. Who eats first, the what? man or the kids? That's a, y'all. Y'all haven't seen that bullshit that goes around social media like every year where they talk about who's like, like who should be eating in the household first, the man or the man or the children. You know what happens in my house? My mom says, "Food's ready." And that's the end of the conversation. And everybody who and anybody who's hungry goes and gets their plate and gets their fucking food. That's it. That's it. 
feel like the trappings of a rolls conversation. Yeah, you know that is? it's I, stupid. I don't know. That's dumb. It's a general. So it's for dumb. me, it, it either yeah. happened. Food was left out. It was left in the fridge, or if we were eating together, it did not matter because we were all going to wait at the table until somebody said grace, and then we all going to eat together. So I never understood this whole. It's goofy. Who eats first? It's fucking goofy. At the time, I, I was. We can actually just answer that now. If, if we put people on a deserted island, it's it's a and then you decide who eats first. first. Obviously, we eat the kids first. Yeah, sir. Well, I mean, they're easier to to, to knock <laughs> off, and they're fattier. And and fat is what will actually help you progress further into to not being able to eat more frequently. I'm just saying, y'all. Just y'all. If we're on a deserted island, yeah. If we eat the kids it. first, this is not. <laughs> I mean, in the context of that question, though, I would still say the kids. Like my dad was a truck driver at the time when I was like in early elementary. Right. He would like, ring us all alive if we waited for him to get home to eat. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, that, that's silly. It's more of this gender war bullshit that doesn't matter. Get off uh, it, man. Just We're on the same team. Food's ready. Go yeah, eat, bro. Go eat. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for the for the listener letter questions. Uh, y'all know what to do. Opinionswildblack at gmail.com. It is time for the top three STFUs. Mm. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Number three, Army Hammer. So, Fluent doesn't know who this is, um, and honestly, you're not alone. I'd say at least, I'd, I'd say you're joined by at least 60% of, you know, humanity. I, just, I feel like most of us know what baking soda is. Funny you should, funny you should mention that. Army Hammer is actually, his name is actually Armin Hammer, like the 50th or whatever. He's actually the heir to the Armin Hammer fortune. Shut up. I'm not kidding. I was being like facetious. The product? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's the heir to the Armin to the Armin Hammer fortune. He's like Armin Hammer Armin Hammer Jr. the you know ninetieth or whatever, and he just he decided he wanted to act. I, I, I feel like this, this is years old today, bro. Right? Like uh, this yeah, is the no same bo- way I felt when I found out that Paris Hilton was like related to the hotel, the hotel Hiltons. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Arm uh, Hammer. Um, really? Yeah. No bullshit. Um, I don't know if y'all remember this story, but there was a time when uh, it came out that Army Hammer was like maybe abusive in his relationships and would talk to and would talk to women about cannibalism and shit. And um, basically, he's making his rounds his his apology tour rounds. And I I I don't need to know anything else. Just shut the fuck up. I don't. I we don't need it. We don't need it. And I don't need an apology tour from him because we don't get apology tours. Uh, even, well, we get apology tours when we don't deserve them. Like, like Kanye. Um, but yeah, I, no, I don't want to hear from Army Hammer about what he does with his, what he does with his women. I don't want to hear all I would, all I want to hear from the women. Are they keeping the same energy? If they're good, I'm good. And honestly, even then, I'm probably still not good because you're a weird, because you're a weird, nasty white boy. Um, yeah, I just don't need the apology tour. I didn't need it from Monica, not Monica Lewinsky. I didn't need it from uh, whoever the last chick was. I didn't need it from Lena Dunham. I don't need it from you. I don't need it. I don't need the apology tour from white people anymore. It's corny. 
it's corny as usually setting up you being in something that we're not going to watch anyway because Army Hammer is a mid ass is a mid ass actor in the first place, and I can't remember the last time I was excited for to see him in anything. The only thing I've officially liked him in was the social was the social network when he was both twins. Other than that, he was in the Lone Ranger. He was in Entourage. That's about it. He was the Lone Ranger. Yeah. And we all know what happened there. That was horrible. I I never watched it. He he is definitely on my list of white of white boy actors that will never amount to anything. That are just that are just. Are there for being good-looking white boys. Taylor Kitsch is another one. I, I, just, I was just about to come, dude. I was, yeah, I I was right there shit. for you. Well, I don't like the way that phrasing sounded at all. But, dude, man, Taylor Dude is, is a solid actor. He just picks the wrong movies. He, needs, mean, a, he needs a good script. I'll we'll see. I saw I <laughs> <laughs> He needs a good script. You'll see. What? Dude, I, I'll never forgive him for Gambit. He was a good antagonist in American Assassin. If he could get more roles like that, you guys will see. Um, I'll take your word for it. I'll say I'll take your word for it. Maybe I, y- y'all know me. I'm still coming around. <laughs> y'all know I'm still coming around on Colin Farrell. So you know I'm. What's to know. come around on? You know what? He's been hard recently. Like Banshee's Banshee's insurance was cool. Um, Batman was cool. Uh, he was in something else that recently that I appreciated, but he's coming yeah, around. He he can I don't know he can be kind of hit or miss with me. He's most I mean most of his career is hit or miss. Don't get me wrong. He was in Alexander, so he did a Hollywood Reporter roundtable where he talked about he was like he was so surprised at the love he was getting um, for the Banshee or whatever whatever whatever. Yeah, and the reporter was like, "Why?" He was like, "Because I'm the same dude that did Alexander." Like I don't know if you guys remember, you guys remember that movie, but we we really overpromised and underdelivered, and 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 fans have really hated me since. And I respect that because when I look back you know, on that movie, it was a terrible movie. I did not hate him for the movie. I just hated the movie. I distinctly remembering it, and then just like burying my head into the pillow, like okay, I'm just I'm committed to trying to finish this movie, but it's getting very I difficult. I couldn't tell you how that movie. Is. I, I don't remember anything about the movie. I just remember my response to the movie. Yeah. Um, all that to all that to say. Shout out to my pillows. <laughs> On that note, Army <laughs> Hammer should shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up! <laughs> Number two, returning champion to the list, Stephen A. Smith. Aww. Don't worry, we'll be rid of him once football season is over. Um, will we? Well, we won't be rid of will him we? per se. But then, he you know, gets real, but like like there's that there's this weird in between time. No, because All Star's coming up. Oh yeah. Well, we got a we got a couple more months basketball season and shit. But he he definitely gets a little quieter once football season's over. Um, Stephen A. Smith returning to the list. Stephen A. Smith, it's time for him to get off of Kyrie Irving's nuts. Please let this man's nuts go. I am not defending Kyrie Irving or any of the stupid shit he says on a daily basis at all whatsoever. Having said that, as a journalist, it is time, bro. It is it's getting weird. It's getting weird and creepy and it's time to let it go. He didn't want to take the vaccine. It sucks for him. He thinks the earth is flat. 
sucks for him. He thinks he is the original Jew. Sucks for him. It's time, bro. Let his fucking nuts go. And now he's moving to be a Dallas, Ma- a Dallas Maverick. No, he's, Fine. he's 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 there. He's there. He's yeah, a he's a he's a Dallas Maverick, and uh, the Nets are once again the Nets. Uh, whatever that means to you. <laughs> um, get off his nuts, man. Leave this man alone. Leave this man alone. Because you're only pissing him off to where he's going to want to respond. And he's going to respond, and then you're going to respond. I don't want to hear any of this shit anymore. And nobody else does. Jay Will tried to tell you to shut the fuck up the other day on first take. For real. Jay Will tried to tell him to shut the fuck up. Pat Pat McAfee wanted to tell him to shut the fuck up. Van Lathan tried to tell him to shut the fuck up. It's time, bro. It is time. And I realize you have to be loud and strong and wrong and spew this gargoyle shit everywhere (laughs) because you're trying to sell your fucking book. But spoiler alert, nobody's looking to read nobody's looking to read 300 pages about Stephen A. Smith anyway. I don't know. I might So just save we... us the trouble and shut the fuck up, please. Shut the fuck up. He's probably got a superhead chapter. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> Almost certainly. That would be befitting. And the number one person who has to shut the fuck up is Brett Favre. Mm. Mm. So Brett Favre took a break from uh, his vigorous schedule of stealing money from impoverished states and doing commercials for uh, uh, for hormones uh, with with Frank Thomas to um, oh that wasn't him. Are you over forty? Oh, that. Was- <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think about those commercials, I think about that SNL sketch. They all look alike to me. So I don't, it was no, that was Doug Flutie. Whatever, they all look alike. It's fine. Um, in my mind, Brett Favre is selling hormones. So whatever. Oh, <laughs> in your mind. Pause. So, um, Brett Favre is now suing. Is now trying to shoot uh, sue Steve, uh, Shannon Sharp, uh, Pat McAfee. And a few of these media, uh, um, these media icons, uh, for slander. Um, How do you su- sue Shannon but not Skip? Because, because Skip, because uh, Shannon is a nigga. Yeah, I just wanted it to be said. <laughs> let's just let's just put it out there for the record. Um, basically, yeah, he's making the rounds, saying that they've slandered him based on uh, the truth, the truth that he was stealing from people. Um, because that's what white people do. White people sue people whose ass they can't whoop. That's what they do. This is what happens when you have no natural predators. You have no defense mechanisms other than to use the money that you stole. Stolen money, you dickhead. Are you kidding me? And then also, when you sue people for saying shit about you like this, it's almost an omission of guilt. Right. There's a reason Megan the Stallion hasn't. It, there's a reason Megan the Stallion hasn't really gone around and sued Charlemagne the God and Joe Budden and DJ Academics for all the all the bullshit they said about her. Because she's not white. Because it's not true. Oh. Because <laughs> it's not true, and it's all and, and and being defensive about what was said about you, um, whether it's true or not, being defensive about it is almost an omission of guilt. And being more worried about the wording or how they said it or what they said as opposed to what you did, 
Yeah. It's usually an admission of guilt. This is the same shit we go through in our community with the hoteps. Hoteps, uh, hoteps always get mad and go, well, hotep actually means peace. And you're more worried about a word than the the behavior that we're using the word to describe. And you don't care. Um, no, I'm not going to yeah. put his name. I'm not going to name names. That's yeah. messy. But, but that's one of the general problems. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, the, the, the other dumbass part of that is when you go in and you sue for libel or you sue for slander, then when you go to court, you have to prove that what they said was false, which means you're basically opening yourself up for investigation. Correct. Just so they can go in and say, oh, no, I've never had any type of cooperation for any of these funds being siphoned to my daughter's school. Yeah. <laughs> there are receipts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to, this is one of those moments where Brett Favre is actually going to regret the amount of attention he's about to get in his lifetime. There was a time when Brett Favre could not stay out of the fucking spotlight. Like he was just a he was just two steps worse than Peyton Manning, and he's about to he's about to have a lot. If if this goes all the way, like for once, I actually expect this to. Brett Favre about to have a long motherfucking day. He, he's gonna have a long day, but here's the thing: he's not gonna get the attention that it. The scandal itself truly deserves. He's not going to get it the, from the Stephen A. Smiths. But that's what I'm saying is like the general, the general conversation, the general group of people who know what's going on, they're they're not going to know because again, it affects black communities. Yeah, and the rest of America doesn't care. Also, that a black community was the 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 ones who were stolen from. Also, not for nothing, and I don't want to get conspiracy theorists here um, in, the, in, the final, in, in the final moments, but in most cases, for every white boy that gets caught up fucking the, fucking the money up on such a level, there are people, there are usually people two to five times as powerful, five times more powerful that will never see that, yeah. that laid their hands on that money that are going to make sure that this doesn't make the rounds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, strange, uh, strange, random fun fact about this whole thing. You know who else was caught up in that bullshit? Oh, right next to him, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. What? I, I shit you not. I, so random. <laughs> so random. <laughs> but then again, that generation of like washed up football players and wrestlers kind of go together. Yeah, there was a, there was a time when like in your off season, oh yeah, Carl Malone, you were wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this goes back a long ways. Okay, the refrigerator, all the motherfuckers. Okay, oh yeah, <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. Goldberg, oh yeah, yeah. See, uh, but yeah, Brett Favre is really in the running for the worst white boy. Um, so he definitely got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Grab a few fuck, grab a few fucks, rob a few people of their fucks and shut them. We know you. We know how good at theft you are. Rob a few other strangers of their fucks and shut them. <laughs> I will shut all the fucks. Shut every fuck you find up. 
Just just walk the just walk the sidewalk looking down like you're looking for pennies and just pick a random one up that you find on that you find on tails and just shut it. Just shut any fuck you find up. Every single one. Just I I mean just do an undercover boss thing and just run up on poor people and shut their fucks up too. <laughs> visualize this shut the too hot for tv fuck up i i I don't care like as a matter of fact brett Favre and stephen a smith can just can just two hands shut a fuck up together pause i said it both of them really from both ends yeah they can shut a double penetration fuck up i don't care that is that is the most Explicit shutting of fucks <laughs> I think I have ever heard in my entire life. I don't know how you're gonna top that, Oz. Get there. I don't know. I don't know. It'll, it'll I'm like, like, it'll be like the Fast Ten trailer. He'll, he'll, he'll get there. We'll, we'll top space. We'll top space. We'll top space, bro. If they don't go to space, I'm they've been to space, bro. Oh yeah, you just goddamn. Oh yeah, they went to space last movie. See, I'm done. See, I'm done. See, all right, hold on. Just let me get just let me get off on this real quick. They had a line in the movie where Ludacris was like, uh, Tyrese was like, I don't even know how we're getting to space in a DeLorean. We just got rockets strapped to a DeLorean and we're going to space. Ludacris looks at Tyrese and is like, bruh, don't worry about it. The numbers line up. <laughs> hey, if the numbers line up, stop. The numbers stop. line up. Take it from a rocket stop. scientist. <laughs> stop. And they did nothing but eat Tootsie Rolls for two weeks or some shit. Stop. <laughs> Y'all, did we do a podcast? Yeah, we did a podcast. Yeah, I think we did a podcast. podcast. Yeah. And you know what? I think we did a podcast in a way where it should be an After Dark podcast, too. No. No, not no. yet. We're not there yet. We're not not we're yet. Not after Dark yet. Okay. We're not there yet. Those we're, questions were dancing around it. It's true. We'll get there, though. Um, guys, thank you so much for uh, sitting through whatever the fuck that was just now. Um, join us on Patreon, please do. Come, join us. Come, 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 come. You, you know you want to. You know you want to. There's twice the fuckery on Patreon. I'm telling you. Um, also, y'all that have been missing D. Randall, just, just FYI, the patrons aren't missing D. Randall. Like the, like the patrons are getting plenty of Randall. It's true. Like, like he he has shown up for a couple of Patreon nights. Um, you we have some great upcoming episodes. Uh, not to really give away anything, but this nigga really goes into a review and um, over uh, I guess a review and a recap of his time watching New Jack City the musical. Yeah, you heard that. <laughs> the musical. You heard what you heard. Nino Brown. I heard it was fire. <laughs> what did that even look like? Listen to just listen to the Patreon. Um, uh, uh, I have no church announcements. Does we'll, my man do a Tyler Perry spin on the way to court? I, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. In the meantime, <laughs> this has been episode two. You don't even know, man. Oh my god, we, there's so many. It's over two hundred. You just lose count. You're worrying about that pandy money. Those pandy bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Following the crazy to those pandy bucks. I have been Oz. I'm the fluent one. You funny. And as always, forever imparting T.
titties. Clap, white people. All titties. Small titties. Supple titties. Fat ass titties. Big ass titties. Itty bitty titties. Bye, niggas. <laughs>